So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. What's up, everybody? I've got a uh, custom arrow builder, recent acquaintance uh, on the on the mic with me. Uh, he's a veteran. And uh, I don't know a whole lot about um, what he's been doing, uh, what he offers other than he build does a custom arrow building um, company. And uh, anyway, it's Dustin with Adams Precision Archery. And uh, man, I've been good to know you for the last, what, 24 hours we've been talking, I guess. <laughs> yeah, about 24, 48 hours. <laughs> something like that <laughs> uh, yeah so what what uh tell everybody a little bit about uh yourself and, and what you offer as far as uh with the arrows and everything for sure man so we're a uh, veteran-owned uh custom arrow builder we specialize in custom hunting arrows um so it's a you know it's a pretty cool experience um we uh we do a consultation with every client discuss your hunting scenario and your bow setup and you know we give you a couple of recommendations from that point um everything's fully customizable we we make all of our own you know wraps in house uh we do you know we have a catalog of uh of wraps and things like that to select from we also do custom wraps so you know if you have something that you're looking for that's uh that's you know, pretty specific. We, um, we can meet those needs. Um, you know, we build a, we build a high quality product here. We use, uh, you know, match grade and 0.001, you know, straightness materials, um, exclusively. And, uh, yeah, man, we just, uh, we're, we're, we're super thrilled with, uh, you know, kind of the progress of the company up to this point and the interactions and relationships that we've, that we've made, uh, you know, through the company and, and uh, yeah, looking forward to see what the next uh, the next bit holds for us here. So, with uh, you know, you, you, um, what or has this been something you always wanted to do? Like, was the you know, as far as have you always like? I hate building arrows, which is how we met. Um, is it something <laughs> you're like, yeah, you know, because some people get into that, like tying flies. You know, I'd rather stab myself in the eyeball with my finger. Um, is it something that you know yeah. you've always liked? Uh, no, you know, not really. I mean, to be honest with you, this, this is, it's pretty new, man, to be honest. So, so, um, this whole thing came about and I'm sure, you know, you being around the archery industry for, you know, as long as you have, um, I'm sure you've heard it before. I mean, this really came about because I, I, um, I wasn't satisfied with what I was getting at my local bow shop, man. You know, I was, um, just like, I would say 95% of bow hunters out there are archers in general, right? You, you go to your bow shop, you grab some arrows, they cut them and throw an insert in there and then send you on your way. But, you know, as I've always kind of been one of those people, man, when I, when I get into a hobby or get into a lifestyle, I, I want to learn about it naturally, you know? And, and so, um, I started doing more research and more learning and more reading. And I, and I realized that, Hey, you know, it's not being done right. And I'm, I'm spending, you know, spending premium money and, and not getting a, you know, the, 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 the premium results. So I, I decided, um, you know, I was going to learn how to build my own and I, I started building my own arrows and then, uh, my friends started seeing them and they started asking me to build them. And then their friends started asking me to build them. And then, uh, yeah, one thing led to another, this is only, you know, I started building arrows probably four years ago, three, four years ago. And, and, uh, you know, it kind of quickly progressed into what it has now. Um, uh, I probably wouldn't have, honestly, if it wasn't for my wife pushing me into it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's pretty new, man, to be honest. So, and that's how, so I, uh, I, I was talking with Easton and they, they were asking, you know, they, they knew an ACC was an arrow I've always loved and they don't make them anymore. You know, two, two decades ago or so that was like the arrow, uh, 349s I shot out of my turnbow, 371s out of my hunting bow. So they asked me about trying pro comps and some different components, things like that. And so they sent out a dozen and I fletched that dozen with different vein configurations and, you know, whatever. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to hunt with these out of my one bow this year. You know, I got a couple different ones set up. I said, can you send me some more? So anyway, I, 
I called them and, uh, you know, placed the order. And then I'm like, fuck, I do not have time to fletch these. Um, and nor do I really <laughs> want to. And I saw just happenstance scrolling through social Easton, I think it tagged you or you tagged Easton or maybe as a collaboration or something. Yeah, we did a collaborative, uh, we did a collaborative post together just kind of, uh, I guess in the last, couple of weeks we've we've uh kind of put this relationship together with Ethan. it's really wild how how quickly it happened but um one of the vps at Ethan messaged us on social media and you know complimented our work and one thing led to another and you know we we entered into a partnership with those guys and and they helped us launch that and announce that and uh yeah man uh i actually was was telling the guy that that reached out to me from Ethan. i was like man uh the big dog from Kafaru reached out to me. I think he found us, you know, found us through our, uh, through our post together. So thank you. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of different, um, you know, arrow, uh, well, I say a lot, there's a few different arrow builders out there that I know of, but everybody, it's kind of funny. Everybody has their own vibe. And when I say that, it's like photography, you know, certain people like a certain look. One of the cool things that you've got going on is the ability to make just about anything um, on the rap side is, I guess, what I'm getting at. So when when for sure with that, because I used to order arrows uh, or, you know, I used to always build my own arrows and I would or like we have wraps here at Kafaru, right, that are Kafaru wraps or whatever. And then you can order trying to think uh there's a company i used and did custom wraps but in the end you got to do it all yourself no matter what and then you got to wait for the parts and pieces so i got to order the arrows i got to order the wraps right whatever veins and so different coming from different places and then the other thing too is like when you um what do you call that the friday night gun build right dude's tired of fucking around you're probably not gonna get so like you get a lot of friday night gun builds with me where maybe you know, had a couple shots in me. I'm not really wanting, you know, my dogs are running around and I'm, I'm working out and <laughs> not the highest quality. So I, I have found that, um, you know, if I sit there and build a dozen and concentrate, I get a good product that never happens. Yeah. So it's, it's better, you know, so that's why I was like, <laughs> fuck, this is going to be great. And, uh, what, what do you get somebody else to do this shit it, for me? <laughs> oh yeah. And I, you know, again, hundreds of that, I mean, I don't know how many arrows I've built in the last 30 years, but it's more than I even want to think about. What are some of the things you offer, like the the different arrows, the different veins, like what different configurations? What are you, are you using a Bitson burger? So, are you using a machine? All that stuff. Yeah, so so we do all of our fletching and everything with a with a Bitson burger. You know, there's there's some uh you know there's there's several fletching options out there as far as in terms of equipment, but you know the bits is is proven man it's tried and true it works it's consistent so you know there i've got a shop full of them and and uh you know once you get past that initial i think awkwardness of of using it it uh it, it's i still think it's the king it's the best out there but um so right now we uh we work with easton victory and black eagle um i, I like all of their products i think they all make a quality product for sure and uh and you know that that's the number one thing man is is we we don't want to work with materials that are not um you know not top shelf i mean um if we're gonna if we're gonna charge a premium which we do uh you know we expect that product that comes out to to be that way when you get it and so um yeah man we, we do up to this point we've done a ton with victory um we have a partnership with AAE as far as their veins go. We also do um, an increasingly, you know, growing number of uh, of builds with uh, with tag veins as well. Um, and and outside of those two, I mean, we get a couple of requests, you know, here or there for a different vein. But you know, ninety eight percent of of what we're doing is is AAE and tag veins, and and I think those companies are making a really really good product and uh you know a, a high performing product so in you know in terms of uh, components we we use some of the some of the standard stuff i mean easton i think you know that that titanium component is is pretty solid um and and you know super consistent um we also do do quite a bit of work with um 
with ethics as well. Uh, I like their components. I like that they're American made. Um, and, and so, you know, I think those things combined with the, with the great tolerances that those guys produce, um, you know, it makes for a, it makes for a pretty robust, uh, business end of your era, you know? Well, for sure. And is, is, uh, like, obviously you, we just started whatever this sounds gay, but following each other, I'm probably getting in trouble for saying that, but we just started following each other. So I, I'm always <laughs> testing, uh, different fletching configurations and, you know, I've got a pro shop in my garage and 120 yard range outside. And, you know, I, I try to do slow-mo video and show people where they can see. So it's not just me saying, Hey, this works really well, or, Hey, I think this is loud or, you know, whatever. And you know, that there's a big, like, always this, should I, you know, I get these messages, should I shoot three fletch or four fletch? Should I shoot, you know, 2.6 or two point, whatever. And one of the things that I really like stressed to people is one confidence is king. So I don't care if Jesus Christ tells you to shoot four fletch. If you like three, Jesus is wrong. Shoot three, right? Like it's in your mind. You got to shoot what you want. And then the clocking of the arrow, which I really don't pay attention to that. I, when they're when the string is twisted one way, they clock that way. So if it's twisted clockwise, they clock right. They twist it's counterclockwise, they clock left. Um, meaning, like you know, Levi did a video which really overloaded my inbox, with friends. But I'm like, fuck, <laughs> why did you do that? You know, so you, people, you know, so then it's like, okay, I clock my arrow. Should I shoot left helical? Should I shoot, uh, you know, because helical offset all of those different things that people you know get really twitter pated about and then the parachute well you know hey if i shoot a 2.75 or a 2.6 or whatever you know it's going to parachute more at long distance i'm like well how's your groups at 80 uh not great well don't fucking worry about it then because you're not probably going to shoot it you know i i hate when people you're get, not shooting at 80 anyway <laughs> yeah you know and I'm, I'm not trying to downplay or you know yeah i'm sure i probably sound dickish there but it's like Really, what you want to shoot is what makes you comfortable and what you group best with. Correct. In 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 a lot of, like eighty yards is a long ways, and that's a super long shot. I mean, how many guys? And you probably know more than me, but I mean, come on, man. I I, I don't even think I hunt with a single individual that would that would take an eighty yard shot at a whitetail. You know, because where I'm at in, in the U.S., man. I mean, whitetail is is our primary game, so. I mean, none of these guys are shooting 80 yards at a deer that, you know, they want to, uh, but they're not going to, you know, and, and I think that the, you know, the point that you're getting to, man, is that it is really super easy to, to overthink this, right? I mean, there's, there's, as, as technologies progress and, and these companies continue to come out with all these new cool things, right? There's, there's just so many different things to think about and so many different ways you can do it. But in terms of helical man, uh, I am one of those guys. I, I, I do think that, you know, in what we're doing um, as archers, I think that, uh, that efficiency is important. Right. And so, you know, if you're, if your bow turns or excuse me, if you're, you're, yeah, if your bow clocks the arrow to the left, let's, let's go, you know, a degree and a half or so left and put a little helical on it, man, to, to help kind of promote that. Um, you know, you've got, you've got guys out there that, that just say, you know, Fletch it to the right. Go, you know, go to the right no matter what. The whole, uh, the whole. Oh, well, your your broadhead will come off, and the animal, dude. That's I've. Has that ever happened to you? By the way, has that ever happened to you? No, but I'm one of those. I glue everything in, and so, and and I agree with what you're saying. Like I, I don't. You know, when people ask these things or what, you know, it's like okay, f- you know, for for some of the things they they worry about, um, you know, um, how many. I'm trying really hard not to sound like a peckerwood here, but if you send seven different arrow it's builds. It's okay to sound like a peckerwood. Well, it's just <laughs> if you send seven different arrow builds and they're 445 to 470 grains, that's not that much difference in the sense of I'm, I'm like, well, which one do you like the most? You know, because I'm always around, right. I want to be around 270 to 80 feet per second. Whatever arrow weight. That's my number two, 280, 280. Yeah. That's it. Whatever arrow weight gets me there is what I focus on. And so if that's 460 grains or 505, that's what I'm at. Right. And, and I, I, I right. focus my build around that. And then like on the, the glue, like I said, with the, I glue my broadheads in. 
And I've always glued them in and it's not because of the clocking, you know, if it's clocked left, they'll unscrew or that's not the reason. It just keeps them from rattling and they can come loose, not just from shooting, but your quiver. So I hot melt my shit in and I always have. And I I've never, and I glue, if I'm shooting a hit insert, I glue everything in at the same time. I, I thread that on and I, I don't use the tool. I heat up hot melt and glue the whole thing in. And so I'm kind of unique with that. I don't think a lot of people do that, but I've never had a broadhead rotate out of an animal ever, even when well, I didn't yeah, glue in. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess not, man. I, I do know some guys that do that too. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, a, a lot of guys, you know, once that thing's in, it's in, man. Now, granted, you're using hot melt, right? So it'll, you know, it will come out, but. Oh, I wouldn't, but, uh, I wouldn't I mean, glue it in with epoxy. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Just hot melt. I will <laughs> fine print hot melt so I can take them out later. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you, when, when you're building a set of arrows, then, I mean, are you, do you ever go back in and, and change that? Like, I mean, if you are using a hot melt, even though you can remove those components, right? I mean, it's, it's still probably quite the cleanup. Yeah. So, so I'll just, and I made a, I made a video on a uh, Kafaro YouTube page, how I build an arrow. I've got that revolution, uh, arrow tuner that, uh, big man came up with T-bone and, uh, in last chance kind of executed it to where when I glue that arrow, uh, and broad or excuse me, that hit and broadhead in, um, you know, I spin that to confirm, uh, the concentricity or the run out, make sure everything's dialed in. I check all that, but I just have to just barely with the hot melt I use, barely touch it to unscrew that broadhead and screw another one in. So when I do my arrows, I'll do six or, or 12 practice, and I'll do three or four. It depends how many hunts I'm going on, four or five dozen for the year glued in broadheads. And so I have my practice arrows and then, you know, and I glue the field tips and those as well. And then my broadheads are glued in. And it's really not that, you know, it's it's hot melt. It's not epoxy. So just touch it with some heat, unscrew it, and I can screw yeah. another broadhead right back in. Yeah, man, I'm just I, I just found myself thinking over here, bro. If we, if we glued everything in like that over here, we, we'd be on a two year lead time right now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's not something you want to offer. No, I, this is the thing. Like with, uh, I, yeah, we should probably dive into like if you have if if you if somebody said, hey, can you just fletch up my arrows and you can cut them and I'll go ahead and you know get the 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 whatever whether it's ethics or a hit or iron, whatever the hell you're using for components, you would want to do them at home anyway. Cause, cause you know, you don't have their broadhead. So you just have the components. And if you do it the way that I do it, one of the reasons is, is so I can check the broadhead and everything in the component at one time for concentricity or for run out. So you wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense for, I mean, you'd have to have, people sending you every broadhead and you know, you'd have a box of whatever broadheads show up, cutting your fingers off, gluing shit in. So that is a Snyder thing. That is not what you should ask a custom arrow builder to do. Yeah. That sounds like a logistical nightmare, dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you really like, even if you glued everything in and somebody wanted to glue in their, their broadheads, all you got to do is just hit it with a little bit of hot melt and that's it. Like the thread. It's not a big deal if you want to do it at home. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might have to try that out, man, just for my personals, just to see. Yeah, I don't, dude, like you get old, set in your ways, right? I'm, I'm working, what, I'm almost 47 now, right? So I kind of do things the way I want to do it, and, and people are like, why do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. It's just what I got used to. I like it. But I, I with the helical and the well, off. Well, now I'm glad, now I'm glad that you told me just to, just to wrap and fletch them and send them to you and cut, bro. <laughs> well, <laughs> when, when, like fletching wise, right? Like when you, like when, when you were talking about the helical and the offset and so like things change so much over time and you learn or maybe not learn or whatever. Like I used to shoot, you know, like first when I started four or five inch Marco veins, like these giant, like pop bottle. Super long. Yeah. And that was, this was back in like the Chuck Adams, like XX 78. Like I was poor. So I was shooting like the autumn oranges or whatever and the game getter twos and shit. And then graduated into be able to affording some seven XX 78s. But as time went on, then Dura veins came out and some other little short veins. And, and I was trying to hunt with those. 
you know, highest speed and wind drag and, and really had trouble getting an arrow to stabilize. And then as I, you know, got older, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing? Just shoot a longer vein, right? Shoot a little. And right. then I would shoot offset, right? A little bit of offset, but no helical. And for the most part, that works. And then now I'm just like, you know what? Somewhere between a two and a half and three inch vein, two degree offset, a little bit of helical. You know, it's like, okay, maybe I lose three yards at a hundred in parachute compared to something else. But you're really picking fly shit out of chili with a lot of that. And the four or three. Yeah, man. Well, in the four or three fletch things, another thing, like some people say, I put four fletch on groups tightened right up. Like, I don't know if you could say that. I mean, that's a big statement. I I disagree. I disagree, man. You know, for, for me. And, and this is what I, you know, I try to keep it simple, right? Because, because, you know, you, when you're dealing with consumers, man, they're coming to you and they're, and they're looking for this information because they don't have the answers. And so, you know, I, I, I think that, man, like it, I personally have never found a need for a, a four fletch on a, a 450 or 470. You know, I think that that comes into play and, and can really bring some benefit when you start going heavier on the arrow, right? When you start, when you start, getting, uh, you know, into that 530, 550 grain range, I think that maybe there is a benefit to be had there. But at, I mean, at 460 grain, man, I, I think you're better off to, to save the weight on the back of the arrow. You know what I mean? I, that's just my opinion. Uh, and some of the results I've had when I've tried some different things and shot different things, I personally haven't been able to see a difference between a three and a four. And I don't know if it's because I'm using a, you know, a, a two and three quarter inch vein and, and I've just kind of found that mix, you know, that, that, you know, I personally, I like a one, like a one and a half to two degree, um, you know, uh, offset, just like what you're talking about with a little bit of helical. And, and I've found that, that even at distance, you know, I can, I can get some pretty good groups and I don't run into a lot of parachuting and that sort of thing. But, um, but yeah, man, I, you know, I, four fletch to me, man. And, and this is, again, just as an opinion, obviously, but it, it's just, one of the end things right now like it's one of the it's one of the cool things and it, and it makes the era look badass and and all of that but you know 80 percent of the the four fletch builds that i do I, I have gone into with telling the person that i'm building them for that this is unnecessary <laughs> it just yeah. is man that's my opinion yeah well I th- and again like there is nothing like if somebody messages me and be like man i, I like four fletch i'm like dude that's awesome shoot it like there, there's no yeah. reason to. If de- you like it, shoot it. Yeah, there's no reason to really debate it anymore for me. Like if someone's like, "Hey, should I shoot?" Uh, and this is a big question: Should I shoot four or three fletch? And I'm like, "Hey, if you shoot four, I'd really suggest like a a two inch vein, right? Like a one seven five to two inch four fletch, or a two point seven five three fletch. Like if you do right. four three fletch." It's like, ah, man, it's like driving a semi truck through the drive through. Like you're, you, there's a diminishing returns on that shit. And in the same, the other way, you don't want to go too small either for stabilization. So with wind drift and wind drag, like I did a video, I can't really remember. Everything's kind of a blur. A couple of days ago, 60 yard groups with multiple fletching configurations and, and different arrows, two different arrows. You know, the moral of the story was they were all grouped into a softball. And I'm like, you know, and I make jokes about it all the time because it's like, well, what what, what would it do at 100? And I'm like, well, my group's going to be at 100, about the size of a paper plate. And I imagine they'll all be in there for the most part. But, yeah, if I shoot a two, four, six and three, four inch veins or something or four, three inch veins uh, compared to a micro with. Yeah, there's probably going to be some difference, obviously, but. 60, sure. 60 yards with a 15 to 25 mile an hour wind drift and everything from a max hunter profile, uh, tack, uh, a 275 tack drivers and, uh, uh, 2.6 inch AAE hybrids, man, it's a good group, right? They're all in the same spot. So my, what I was trying to convey with that is just chill out, shoot what's comfortable. Cause it's right. not a, and that was a, two, that was a 204. Don't overthink it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like don't like don't overthink it you know i think we we get so we get so wrapped up man and and i think that we're kind of at the point where there's almost too much information right like there's there's too there is too many options and and the reality of it is is man we're not olympic archers 
how many of us actually, you know, how many of us actually have the skill level to realize the differences that we're talking about here? You know, it's so slight, man. It is. And, you know, there's a, it, there's something to be said for geeking out. But if you're not into geeking out, sure. you're just paranoid. That's the people that I like try to calm down. If you're into geeking out, I'm like, dude, rub some funk on it. Tell me what you find out so I can document it. You know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, James, James Yates is a buddy of mine and he's a prime example of the dude loves to geek out. And he's one of the very few people I'll actually call and say, Hey dude, what, you know, we almost parallel everything we find as far as, is, uh, information and and he goes super double sight tapes and different i mean he's fuck off the deep end but yeah, he's all the way in but he likes well dude he's like one sight tapes for one like so skinny and i the shit he does is like <laughs> for me i'm like yeah man i don't have the time like i got one arrow and that bitch you dialed into 120 and that's the end of my story that's like that's what he, he, <laughs> i gotta go back to work now yeah well he's just man it's, he's I got a, a conference call yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah he's 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 been on the end of that as well on, on my end being late um but he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this stuff and in rather than dive down the wormhole yourself unless you're into it just talk to some people that have kind of already experienced it and then skip that. And it's, it's a, it's a money sucking pit. Arrows are not cheap. It is a money. No, no. Especially, you know, with some of these carbon technologies and things that are out there now, man, I mean, you can, you can pretty much spend as much money as you want on a set of arrows within reason. I mean, you you know, you're not, you're not spending thousands of dollars or anything like that, but, but uh, there's just so many choices. There's so many choices now. And I think that for the, for the consumer, man, that's not geeking out like you're talking about, bro. I mean, dude, it can be stressful, man. Right. Like there's just so many options. It's overwhelming. And so, you know, that's where, that's where your videos come in and, and guys like me come in and we kind of help to, you know, mediate that situation a little bit and just say, Hey, look, this is going to work great for you and your setup. This is going to work great for your hunting scenario. Let me build it. And you just shoot it, man. And, and, uh, and just keep it as simple as that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's the same thing with, with the veins or the arrows in the sense of like, uh, there is a noise difference between different fletching configurations uh, yeah. and, and vein profiles um, that, you know, that's, I, I redneck it, have your buddy, you know, you shoot your bow, have your buddy stand behind the 40 yard target and you shoot 60, which is not the safest thing in the world, but hopefully he doesn't wing one into your leg and then listen, right. Or, or by, or you wing one in his leg, you'll know real quick, like blind tasters choice, like, the, the, the ears don't lie. And so like, that's how we'll test is I'll send people down range. They'll listen. We, 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 you know, obviously document that same things with broadheads. And, but you, after that, right. And you, you know, you, then you're going down to which arrow should I shoot and which company should I use? There's very few shitty arrows on the market today. They are all really correct. Very, and like guys, like I'll clock arrows into a group if I've got an outlier, but I with the technology nowadays, guys are like, hey, do you spine align your arrow? And I'm like, no, I, I don't. I, I personally don't. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I just don't. So I'm kind of curious to get your feedback on that. So, so we do, uh, we do still spine index them just, just because we're not in a situation where we, where we have the customer's bow here and do, you know, get it, get into all the knock tuning and all that stuff like that. So, so we do spine index them, uh, some of the, you know, some of the stuff, the, 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 you know, like the pro comps and the Eastern stuff there, you know, they don't need to be spine indexed because of the way that the carbon is woven and all of that. But, um, again, man, we, we do it because because it's part of uh, of the process and, and part of the you know making sure that everything's as tight as possible for the customer but but again man uh the, for me that falls back to we are not olympic archers we are not you, you know to, to realize that type of a difference between a, a spine index arrow and one that isn't you have to be uh, of a certain skill level that 99.5 percent of archers are not um you know we we want those things and we want to do that because we we want to know that hey we are we're, we're shooting the best possible arrow for what we've got going on but the reality of it is, man, is, is I, I know speaking for myself personally, I'm not skilled enough to notice the difference. I, I've shot them both ways. 
they're just like you said, bro. They're all so good now. They're all built so good. The tolerances are so tight on these things. It, it's you know, I think it's becoming a more and more unnecessary thing to do. Well, you know? when people so, ask me, like you know, they'll say something like, "Hey, why wouldn't you want the?" Uh, you know, why shouldn't I spinal line them? I want the, you know, highest probability of success. I'm like, Hey, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying I don't. Right. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with doing it. I'm lazy. I don't want to fuck with it. Um, if I have an outlier, which occasionally you can, I'll index it back into sure. the group. Um, but now rewind 20 years. I would not be saying what I am saying today. The technology was not right. where it's at today. Now it's, it's hard to find a bad arrow. Yeah, I, I agree with that, man. I mean, and just like you said, as as that technology has progressed, I think that I think that the need for you know checking all of these small details like spine index and stuff like that that it's I mean it's pretty much it's it's obsolete in my opinion. I mean, just again, the, the, the technologies are so tight, man, and these companies have been doing it for so long and. And uh, they've perfected their craft, man. And and so, you know, you, you buy a you, you buy a dozen, you know, zero zero one shafts. You might have a couple in there that that aren't perfect, but for the most part, man. I mean, you know, I'm seeing when I'm spinning these arrows, man, 10, 10 out of twelve, eleven out of twelve, turn perfect. And and so, you know, I, I put them on a on a ram uh, indexing machine and 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 you know, look at them and. Again, 10, 11 of, out of 12, it's almost like you, you're, I'm struggling to find a sign in these things at this point, you know? Yeah, which so. is, you know, it's good, good for the consumer. And it's good, that, you know, that you offer that, especially for, you know, people with OCD that, you know, need that. Again, it's confidence. And, and that's who it's for is that is those guys, because there are still those guys, right? Like like most people don't even care about it, to be honest with you. Most, most people don't even care about it, but, but there are – I have a guy, I ain't going to name him, but I've got a guy that comes to mind, man. This dude is, he's like, you know, I have a customer, he's bought probably 60 arrows from me and, and he likes them to be spine indexed. And then he likes me to put dots on the shaft, one dot, two dots, or three dots to, to, so that he knows his, uh, his A class, B class and C class arrows. And I ask him, I'm like, bro what are you doing? Like you, you can shoot the, the worst arrow that comes in this, in this batch, this is zero zero one batch of shafts that I've got for you. And you're not going to notice a fucking difference here, man. Like, but that's what he likes. And, and that's, that's what gives him confidence. Like you talked about earlier. And so if, if that's what it takes to do it, man, that's uh, you know, it's his money, man. And, and so I'll do it the way that he wants it done and whatever gives him that, you know, that confidence in what we're doing. Yeah, for, for sure. I, I, uh, like the arrows, I, I, it was funny cause, uh, as you found, I'm uh, lacking in time, uh, and, uh, usually running late. So <laughs> you're like, Hey, what do you want? And I said, though, I think I said, the world is your oyster. Just make them look cooler. The world is my oyster. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think I, I'm going to a rap that says that man on one of them. <laughs> uh, I, I said, uh, I sent you a screenshot of a build you had and I said something like that. And then I said, meaning 2.75, whatever, 2.75, uh, driver. The, the tack, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm going to shoot on those pro comps. And so like with that build ends up being like 468 grains with 175 up front, and uh, it's a long range machine, and and I'm shooting seventy four five pounds. I think I'm right at two eighty with it. It's seventy eight two seventy eight maybe. Um, yeah, and but yeah, the, the the pro comp. I mean, the thing with me is I I love those pro comps. To in my mind are the best arrow on the market for hunting. And when I when I there is a price tag along with that, so it you know comes along with. Of course. The, the component that comes with it, not a huge fan of, of the aluminum outsert things, um, you know, but they're not bad. Their, their tolerances are great. They just, you know, don't have a lot of impact resistance. The, dur the durability, yeah. The, the tolerances, man, are, are super tight. But, but just like you said, man, I mean, you know, you, when you're dealing with aluminum, right, there's always that risk, you know. 
and, and there's things that you can't control, particularly, you know, in the region of the country you guys are in where you're dealing with mountainous terrain and stuff like that. Like, again, I'm in Georgia, man. I mean, the, the worst thing that's going to happen to your arrow is you're going to, you're going to pass through a whitetail and hit a pine tree. So, you know, it's not, the concern isn't the same as, as passing through a, you know, passing through an animal and smashing into a rock or whatever and, and, uh, and damaging, you know, damaging that component. But, um, you know, if somebody is, you know, if somebody's building a, uh, you know, a, a pro comp and they're, and they're spending that money and they, and they want to go with that type of component, man, I would tend to push them to that titanium component just because of the durability and, and that it is, you know, it is going to stand up a little bit better in that type of a, you know, that type of a situation. But, uh, this is going to be, Easton sent me some pro comps to, to try out and, uh, and I, you know, I built myself six of them or so the other night cause that's, that's that's all the free time I had, but uh, I'm pretty eager to try them out, man. They uh, they spun really really nice, and so um, I'm assuming you've hunted with them for for some time now, or or no? No, no, actually. Uh, so I did a big kind of I say big. I it, I tested a ton of different uh, arrows and components. I did a podcast a review kind of a thing, just not really a review. I I said exactly what you and I were talking about. All the arrows are good, right? In my opinion, the 204 yeah. system was the most consistent uh, for concentricity or, or run out, um, easiest, yeah. you know, Agreed. Uh, you know, best all around. And I talked about the four millimeter or the micros, the skinnies. And, and for me, the components are the issue. Like that was my, it was more of a component review than it was an arrow review. And, but I agree the components are the issue on the four millimeter shafts. Uh, they're, they're the toughest to, to find that, uh, you know, that, that consistency. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but, but yeah, I, I, with what I'm doing and the, and the work that I'm doing, I definitely notice. Uh, more difficulty in working with the four millimeter stuff when it comes down to the component portion of that and finding that consistency and getting that good spin on the arrow. Whereas like with a 204 shaft, man, uh, I, I mean, these things are almost like you, you don't even, screw once you up. got the component. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you put it on a spinner and, and they, you know, they spin perfectly, but that's not the case with, with the four mil stuff, man. You have to, I actually have to work with that stuff. So. Yeah, and I'm not a, a deep six type of a guy, you know, that's not my, my jam. I'm not either. Um, I, and so I, you know, like with the pro comps, like I've had some people message me, Hey, I didn't think you like, uh, four millimeters. I'm like, nah, you didn't hear what I said. I love four millimeters. I hate the components. And so, yeah. you know, I, I, I use this, the factory components that come with it. I'm using some different proto st type stuff as well. I've got some iron will stuff, some uh, ethics, um, components, like all the, the big hitters, right. All the, the, what I, what I like. Um, the, the thing is, is like the, you know, if, if you're going to hunt with the aluminum, whatever it is, I think they're 49, 50 grains, um, factory, 50, yeah. yeah, factory component. If you're going to hunt with that, you really want to set up three to six practice arrows and the other ones you set up, do not touch them set them up with a broad head because that component shooting into the target over and over and over hitting something, whatever, pulling it out crooked, that run out or that concentricity can get thrown off real quick when you talk about broadheads. But if you build them and go hunting, it's not an issue or look at an aftermarket component or get like that titanium half out. That thing's beefy. Um, yeah. But, you know, add some weight up front. So again, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. What's important to you? And if you're shooting, you know, I, it's hard to tell, quantify on an animal for me, for penetration wise, from a 204 to a micro, I can't tell going through an animal. Now people will show all kinds of statistics on plywood and gel or whatever, that there's a difference. And I have no doubt that there is the wind drift. is. But we're thing. not shooting those things. No. The wind drift is a thing. Yeah. yeah the, you know, the 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 wind drift is is definitely a thing and and when i'm dealing with guys particularly guys that are that are hunting you know texas and oklahoma and, and out west where those where those longer shot opportunities are are a real possibility particularly you guys that hunt elk i mean you know uh i tend to to kind of give that recommendation more for that four mil shaft for that very reason because you know in 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 the Georgia deer woods or or you know 
pretty much this side of the country, really. I mean, how often are you actually getting a 70-yard shot opportunity? I mean, it's super rare, man. Like, you know, most guys here, you know, you're you're hunting in some pretty thick woods and and you're shooting your whitetails at 20 yards. And so, you know, you you could shoot a telephone pole at 20 yards, really, and not, you know, not deal with wind drift. But, But for you guys out west, man, you know, some of you guys that are more confident that, that have, you know, a ton of experience. I mean, there's, you guys will shoot an elk at a hundred yards with this thing. And, and that does matter. You know what I mean? That, that extra, that extra diameter on, you know, even going to that 204 shaft. Um, I think that there would be a noticeable difference. I've never personally tested it. I'm sure you have, but, but I would imagine that there's probably significant difference, um, particularly with, you know, 20, 25, 15, whatever, you know, mile per hour winds that you guys deal with pretty regularly i think so yeah man i for for western guys elk hunters i think that that four mil is the deal i I think that's where it's at and and uh if you can overcome those component issues uh i think you're in business going that route yeah and some of the prototype stuff i'm working on now or testing i think people will be pretty excited about on you know which is one of the reasons i went you know to the pro comp um you know and and when you, you you've got like you so like a Vic victory you've got the VAP SS and the TK I mean there's tons of shit you Black Eagle um you know and I shot everything Black Eagle from Rampage Renegade Spartan uh, X Impacts Deep Impacts and and anything else in between the component is always the issue and I know we just beat this up but an X Impact is a solid micro arrow horrible fucking components it is horrible components and i'm not beating up black eagle gold tips worse right there there's a really bad um <laughs> they're terrible they're so, terrible you know and i and i don't i don't do this to like i'm not i mean i'm not bashing the the, the manufacturer or whatever they get the best component they can <laughs> with keeping the price down but man the worst thing in the world i mean it's like having uh you know whatever pick it some the greatest vehicle with bald tires you know no, I was, dude, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say a Ferrari with cheap tires. Oh, yeah. It's like this motherfucker could fly if I had new tires. Well, this era would be great, but this thing's crooked as shit up front. So, Well, I think these guys are putting so much. I think that they're putting so much into into the carbon technology and, and Black Eagle specifically uh, to me. They have incredible tolerances, even on that, even on that one six six shaft, that X impact, man. I mean, that is a tight arrow. I have never, or very, very rarely, find one that's out of spec or that that's not, you know, that's not within a thousandth. And and you're right, the components are shit, man. And I and I think that there's so much going into the development of the shaft that almost like these components are being forgotten. They're they're just pumping them out, you know, find something that, that, that's one, six, five and outer diameter that'll fit in there nice and snug and slip over the outside of the shaft and fucking send it, man, you know? And, and I, I really think that there needs to be more attention to that. And, and that's where, you know, guys like, uh, like, like the guys over at ethics and stuff. I mean, they've, they've made a living off of that, man, that, you know, that because they're as focused on components as these other companies are on the, on the actual shaft themselves, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing like you, you, you know, when you're digging into all this is what aftermarket component, like you brought up, um, like, you know, like with ethics and I use those quite a bit when I had my, was shooting a stick bow. Um, but you're adding weight when you're adding, you know, durability, it's just by default. So, you know, you have to think about that when you're doing your arrow build, meaning, Hey, am I going to have to shoot a 9,500 grain component and a hundred grain head, which 200 grains up front, am I going to have to drop a spine? Does that mean I want to go from a lighter GPI, heavier GPI to a lighter GPI that is the same stiffness? And again, that's all stuff you obviously help people with that you have to take into consideration because the aftermarket portion on the micros is as big as the, uh, you know, the, uh, I say, if you can't buy aftermarket components, you need to be ready to be replacing the standard ones frequently. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're using the the standard component, and, and but I, and I think that that depends on the individual, right? Like I personally don't mind. Uh, I guess, let me back up. I, I do it like you, man. I, I have uh, I have a group of arrows 
that I, that I shoot, you know, just regularly shoot, you know, shoot into targets and, you know, do whatever, just practice with. And then I, and then I also have a group of arrows that, that only go with me when I go hunting, uh, because, you know, I kind of go into it, um, understanding that, Hey, this arrow is tight. I know what it, you know, I know what it is. I know how it's going to shoot because I've got these that are just like this, that, that I beat up on a daily basis. Uh, but you know, if I shoot an animal with, a with one of the hunting arrows, you know, I have that expectation that, Hey, you know, this, this arrow may not be used again, or this, you know, or, or this component could be damaged or whatever the case is. And, and I want those arrows to be as tight as possible. But, um, you know, for me looking at, well, if I, if I want that additional, you know, durability up front, just like you said, right. Am I going to, am I going to have to shoot a, a hundred grain component? Well, I don't think so. Not necessarily, but, but if you, but, but you do need to, uh, if you're going to use a, a lighter component, even something like what comes to mind is that 65 grain offering from, uh, from ethics. It's a, it's a 40 grain post, it's a 40 grain post and a 25 grain collar. And it, and it is, it is aluminum. Uh, and they're, they're tight, man. The tolerances are tight, but, but you're still dealing in aluminum. So, uh, you know, I think that expectation for me is that, you know, if I shoot it and it bends, I'm not going to be pissed off at ethics. They, they had a stainless option for me there, but I, I put more priority in, in that 280 feet per second, you know, speed range. And, and this is what it took to get there. And, and so, you know, it, it's expectation management and it, and it's building it to what suits your hunting style. And, and, uh, you know, no aluminum components going to hold up to, you know, to, to 2000 shots, man, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. Current, current. The, the, yeah, no, I mean, and believe me, uh, the, there's no free lunch comes out of my mouth all the time where explaining this of like, look, like in construction, you can have quality, quantity, and cost efficiency, and you can pick any two. So you can pick durability, but there's a weight penalty. Uh, you're probably going to have a price increase potentially. You know, so again, you can go lighter weight, but you're losing durability, but lighter weight's probably going to be cheaper. Um, unless that titanium half out for, I am a big fan of that, but you're paying the piper, you're selling a testicle, the yeah, motherfuckers are expensive. I think yeah, I think they're a hundred, a hundred bucks a dozen, something like that. I think they're, I think they're a hundred dollars a dozen, yeah. but no free lunch, but, but <laughs> no free lunch, but, but does it pay you back? You know what I mean? Does it pay you back? And what I mean by that is how much more use are you getting out of that component without having to replace arrows or components along the way? You know what I mean? I think it's left pocket, right pocket, man. I mean, I've, I've never done the math on it, but you know, I, I think that, uh, I think that longevity with, with that component versus having to replace components or having to replace arrows or whatever the case is, because that, you know, that component didn't give that arrow that stability up front or that durability up front. I mean, do you come out on the better end of that? I mean, I, that would be, you know, that would be something interesting to test as far as, you know, how much longer they hold up for you. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, well, man, I don't, it's four, we're 45 minutes into this. I don't want to take too much more of your, your time up. Um, you want to tell everybody, kind of give another go around here of where they can find uh, your website, your in, social media page, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks so much. We're, uh, you, you can find us online at adamsprecisionarchery.com. Uh, we have an online store there. We, we deal several, um, you know, quality, um, quality <clears throat> bow, um, components we we're an ultra view dealer we deal gas bowstrings um stand release aids those sorts of things so go check us out there um you can also fill out a fill out a uh, custom build inquiry form that's how we uh, that's how we start the process every time and we'll get that and contact you back and we'll we'll go through a consultation with you and uh and that sort of thing definitely check us out on instagram at adams precision archery we post uh you know a majority of our work on there for everybody to check out and kind of see the see the quality and the attention to detail that we're putting into everything here and uh i do want to say man it's been um we feel super privileged uh this company has has grown really quickly um since its inception and and we've got this group of uh this core group of guys that have kind of been there following along since the beginning and and been super supportive so um you know we're really thankful to those guys and and the, the people that we have we've got a great 
following that's uh, that's growing daily, and uh, we have a lot of, of actively engaged followers and and people who interact with our content, and uh, and uh, we've made a lot of friends through this through this company, and and so I'm I'm super excited to see kind of where we're where we're headed over the next 12 to 18 months, and and uh, you know there's a lot of people out there that. <clears throat> that don't that don't know about us yet uh but i think that they're going to in this uh in this period of time so we're we're excited and aaron i'm super super thankful that you took the time with me and and invited you know invited me onto the podcast that's a that's a big deal for us and got a lot of respect for you and what you know what you're doing at kafaru and and your other projects so yeah man this was awesome and and i'm super thankful to you and and uh can't wait to see what the future holds for us, man. For sure, for sure. I'm I'm looking. I was going to mention um, that is an impressive ginger beard you've got going on there. I know, man. It's uh, gosh, dude. I, I you know, I don't want to sound vain, but my beard is totally badass, bro. <laughs> you look it, like a ginger Viking. Totally, I am a ginger Viking. I'm from the mountains <laughs> of Caucasus, bro. <laughs> you're. It looks like you're a Georgia fan as well. You got a. Are you a big Georgia Bulldog fan? Dude, listen. Yes, I'm a. I'm a <clears throat> don't talk shit about Georgia. I, all right, this friendship will end so quick, bro. I, you don't want to uh, hear any roll tide I, uh, comments. Oh man, the the the, the tide. Uh, no, hell no, man. <laughs> listen, and, and we've got difficulties in my house. My wife has a master's degree from Auburn, and uh, and so there is so much shit talk, and and you know other areas of the country college football isn't what it is in the south as far as you know in terms of oh you guys take that shit serious down there bro we kill people over football here <laughs> and uh so, so yeah, man, uh, I spent my entire life suffering with these, not just, not just regular losses, but Georgia has always found the most painful way to lose. And, uh, we finally are, you know, seemingly over the hump. And, and so, you know, now I get to be, a, I finally get the opportunity to be a super obnoxious Georgia fan. And I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy every second of it until we suck again. I say, didn't Georgia win this year, like 33, 18 or something? We beat TCU sixty-four to seven in the national title. Yeah, and no, I'm talking we, about. Didn't we, you beat we, Alabama thirty-three eighteen this year? Something like that. No, that was a uh, that was last that was that was a uh, that was our last national championship, not the most recent one. Gotcha. I don't. I do not pay attention to sports very much. Um, <clears throat> as I, I probably we're going should. for the three peat this year, man. Dang. We're, we're, we're going for the three peat. We won that. We won the national title two years in a row. Uh, beat Alabama year before last. And then we, and then we spanked the shit out of TCU this past year. <laughs> so whoever wants it can come get it. Represent. All right. We'll ride on. Damn right. <laughs> I appreciate you hopping on everybody. Go check it out. And uh, yeah, if you got any questions uh, for me, don't send them. Just uh, ask him. <laughs> 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 come on man <laughs> yeah, sure. send them dude yeah we, we uh we we have somebody man we we hired somebody on staff uh that, that helps with uh that helps with some of the communications and so send your messages we're ready gotcha well man i really appreciate it and uh yeah thanks everybody thanks for tuning in thanks for hopping on and uh yeah stay in touch yeah man sounds great all right take it easy <laughs>